Welcome to the Career Medis Podcast. I'm your host, Nisar Ahmed. And this is episode 22 of the Career Medis Podcast. And this episode is part of the Expert Series. And for, the, for today's Career Expert, Expert Series episode, I am interviewing Anna, Anna Runyon from Classy Career Girl. Before I bring Anna on, I just have a short bio that I would like to read so um, for the audience. Anna is the founder of Classy Career Girl, named by Forbes as one of the top 35 most influential career sites of, in 2014. She helps millions of women design and launch their dream careers, businesses, and lives through her website, online courses, and social media channels. She's a winner of the top five blogs for young professionals by Labor League and included as one of the 15 career experts to add to your Twitter feed now by the Daily Muse. She's also a master career coach with the Muse. Anna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. A very impressive bio. Um, so it's very impressive. I mean, you're featured in a lot of columns well-known within the career expert circles. Um, so first of all, I always like to ask a little bit about my guest, um, their own version of who they are, how did they get started? Um, so yeah, maybe you can help us yeah. start off with that. Yeah, I love talking about that. Um, yeah, my journey starts way, way, way back in 2010. I was getting my MBA. I was going to business school and working full time, too. I was kind of stuck in a rut. I was just not very much loving what I was doing, getting my MBA, trying to get unstuck. And one of the projects in my business school program um, is we were doing a project uh, working with a company that was selling baby clothes. So my job on my team was to investigate bloggers out there where we could sell these baby clothes on their blogs. And it totally opened up my world of blogging and seeing what other people were doing online because I didn't even realize people were making a living from blogging. And so way back in 2010, I had a week-long break from school, and I decided to jump into blogging. I was going to start this blog called it ClassyCareerGirl.com, and that was the, the beginning of all this. I jumped in. I started doing at least one blog post every single week while getting my MBA and while working full-time. And it really was just my way of letting my creativity out. I was in a financial job. And so during during the day, during business school, I wasn't able to be very creative. I wasn't able to be I wasn't able to like write or anything like that. And I realized I loved writing. I loved sharing with other people what I was learning, um, what I wish I would have known as a professional woman just starting out in her career. And that's where it all started. I just was sharing as much as I could with other people trying to help. And um, other women just started reading it. I realized I started it anonymously. And then six months later, I finally put my face out there and my name out there, um, kind of, you know, let go of the worry that my boss was going to find out and felt like I really had to be more authentic and be myself. Um, so once I did that, it was like a, a week after I put my face and my name out there, someone asked me to come speak at their university, at Wake Forest University. And that was when I really, really realized, like, I love teaching this topic. At that time, I was talking a lot about networking. And I loved teaching it, and it was helping people. And through the whole, I mean, it's, this is now like a six and a half year th journey now. And through the whole time, I just, you know, really started to realize 
what career fit me best, what my interests were, what my, you know, what my passion was. And even later now figuring out like, what's my purpose? What's my mission? Like, why am I here? And uh, all that was really through discovery, discovering blogging and making a commitment to being consistent and putting content out there. Um, now we have a, a blog post going out every single day. So just sharing what we know, what we've learned and helping other, other women is really what we strive to do at Classy Career Girl. That's wonderful. I, I love hearing uh, other stories, how they started and how they came about. So in your case, sound, sounds like it was sort of an accidental career. <laughs> it was You were exploring it, then it really resonated with a niche audience, and now you, here you are. So that's great to hear. Thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, of course. So one other thing I wanted to ask before we get into the uh, interview, um, if you can, can you tell us where you're based out of? Which city are you based out of? Yeah, right now we are in San Diego. Um, I grew up in Minnesota, but moved out to San Diego for college, and I haven't haven't officially left. Last year we actually went on a six month road trip and went around the country, but we decided to come back to San Diego. So we we're staying here now. <laughs> So what is one fun fact about San Diego that uh, most people may not know? Oh, my goodness. Um, Put me on the spot here. One fun fact is um, you can actually go ice skating in the winter here (laughs) outside. How about that? (laughs) Really? I mean, San Diego is part of California, and that is the last thing you would think because I'm in Toronto. So we have this perception of all of California as this warm, sunny place throughout the year. So yeah. that's interesting. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, it does to know. get cold. Obviously, it's totally artificial. There's like a, a a a little hotel that puts a pond together on the beach in Coronado, actually, where you can go ice skating. But it does get cold. It's not sunny all the time. Oh, that's that's good to hear. Sometimes when we we here in Canada feel left out, and we when we find out that there are parts of the world that do not get as <laughs> cold as us, so. It makes us feel a little bit better. <laughs> so moving on into the uh, interview section, right? I wanted to find out um, you work with a lot of professionals, a lot of people with their career challenges. So in your experience over the last few years, what has been some of the top challenges that people come to you for? Well, one of the big things that I notice is that uh, people come to me with needing help with resumes or needing help with LinkedIn or needing help with interviewing or salary negotiation, all that stuff. But what I really realized through helping people with the resumes and like all that stuff is that there was like this big missing piece, which is all the pre-work that really needs to be done before you start updating your resume. Um, so that's one thing that I realized I'm really passionate about is really helping people figure out what their ideal career fit is first before they jump into the resumes and the online job searching and all that stuff too. So I think that's a big, big piece that people are missing. It's something I missed too. I was applying over and over again. I was not getting the results I wanted. Um, I was just online job searching, applying to whatever, you know, my, my resume wasn't targeted because I didn't really know what I want. So I think there's a lot of people walking around out there who don't really know what they want. And that's where I come in. That's where I really want people to know what their calling is, you know, what their interests are, what their mission is before we journey into figuring out, you know, the whole networking piece, the whole resume piece, all that stuff. I think it's really important to start at the beginning. That's a, that's a very interesting point 
Anna, because um, I think uh, there's been a lot written about, you can see it online all the time, is about having a fulfilling career uh, rather than just getting a job, finding something that really makes you happy, right? Right. Or, or, or something that makes you fulfilling. So uh, could, could you expand on that? So, I mean, you don't necessarily have to go into details because that is your business, but on a high level, how could some, where, do, where does someone get started in asking those questions? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to dive deep into this. It's something I love talk, talking about for sure because um, it's definitely a missing piece, I think. So I think one of the most important things is really to evaluate your current situation, you know, looking at what in your current job do you really like to do and what in your current job do you really not like to do. That's the biggest piece because if you can figure out what you don't like to do, you won't go searching for another job that has that stuff that you don't really like. And I think that's the repetitive cycle is you keep applying to jobs. Maybe you get a better raise, maybe it's a better company, but you're still doing those tasks that you, that just don't fit you. And that's totally okay. Um, For me, you know, one of the things I was really skilled at in my career was finance. I was really great. You know, I could do a mean pivot table. You know, I was, I was getting promotions. I was getting raised. I was, I worked for a corporate consulting company called Booz Allen Hamilton for eight years and was getting, you know, promoted raises. Like, you know, everyone thought I was doing so well. I loved my job, but like inside I was just unfulfilled, unhappy. Like there was just a part of me that was not, you know, doing what I was meant to do in my life. So I think that's where it is. It's really analyzing you know, when I went back to my to thinking about what I was doing, I really looked at those things in my job that I really liked doing and those things that I did not like doing. So for me, I didn't really like doing even though I was great at it, I was skilled at it. I was great at the finance part. I didn't really enjoy doing it. What I loved doing in my previous job was teaching and training about anything about finance, about, you know, any any topic that I got a chance to teach people, to mentor people, to coach people. Um, those, that's the part of my job that I loved. And so for me, it was really about investing more time, as much time as possible into those types of roles in my job that I really enjoyed doing. Um, so I volunteered for the training team. I volunteer, I did volunteered to be an adjunct professor at my company and started teaching the new hires, you know, how to be happy in their careers at my company. Um, so all those things, I didn't get paid for those things. I was working way, way, way overtime, but those were the things that I could just do do over time because it wasn't like work to me. It was really fun. It was enjoyable. Um, I had to get all my other, you know, stuff done too, but I just poured everything into the stuff that I really, really enjoyed doing. Um, so that would be one of my first recommendations is really look at those things you enjoy doing um, and try and do as much as possible of that, even if it's picking up some sort of internship, some sort of volunteer opportunity in the evenings or on the weekends. Um, and then it's really evaluating you know, we talked about your skills and making sure you, you you are using the skills that you really enjoy, not the skills that you don't really enjoy. And then it's really looking at, you know, what are what interests you have? Like, um, so one of the things about your interests, your interests are with you, you know, from the time you were a child to now. And so I really challenge all of your listeners today is to really look back at when you were a child Look at those things that you were really interested in as a child. Sometimes we forget about that stuff that years go by. Um, but I'll give you an example for me. When I look back at my childhood, you know, I loved 
helping my friends. I loved, I was like the point person. People would always ask me questions about how, how to get into college or what they should eat or how to get on the tennis team. You know, I was always like the, the person people were asking me questions. Um, so when I realized that as I was figuring out what my career should be, I realized, you know, that's, that's what I am today too. I love being, I love supporting. I love helping. I love providing value and answering people's questions. And so if you can figure out a way to, to translate that, like what you enjoy doing as a kid is probably what you still enjoy doing today. And if you can figure out a way to put that into your career, you're going to be a lot more happier and fulfilled too. So those are two of the things um, that you can be thinking about when really understanding yourself before you start applying. Yeah, th- that's very interesting, Anna, because it's not. I don't think a lot of job seekers out there or even people who have a career do that type of thinking. Oh no, uh, <laughs> that's why. Right? That's why I have to keep doing what I do. <laughs> and, and that's that's. I think it's also key because uh, you mentioned a few points about doing. Um, people end up going back to the same type of job, maybe for a better raise or a better pay, but in, at the end of the day, they're not necessarily happy. So when you do this introspection, it really helps you to uh, set the path. So yeah, that, that's that's very interesting, and, um, and it's a very contrarian as well because if you look at a lot of the advice out there, it's all about writing a resume, how to optimize your LinkedIn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you need all that. All that is really important too. You know, I teach all that stuff too, but it is important to really figure out where what level you're at or where you're at first before you dive in. Perfect. So. Before we get into the the how tos and how to optimize, like for example, resume, I also wanted to ask you one more question. But you mentioned about doing that introspection. Um, how about the mindset or attitude? Uh, does that come into play? Does that really help someone when they are trying to change their career or job search? Oh yeah, that's huge. You have to be in the right mindset, and that's. That's another thing that in in our program now, the, the first thing we start with is actually mindset. So I actually lied before. I said the first thing is figuring out what the ideal <laughs> career for, is for you. That's actually the second thing. The first thing is your mindset. And that's, we have a whole prep school that's just all about your mindset and getting it right because you're totally right. You have to have that confidence when you're going in for an interview or when you're going into network, when you're stuck in your day, day job, you hate what you're doing for eight, nine hours a day. Like I've been there. I understand that. And for me, I really had to change my mindset and stay positive in order to get through that situation. Cause you might have to stay in that job for a little bit longer in order to be able to make that right next career move for you. Um, so yeah, you totally nailed it. I think, you know, for me, it was repeating affirmation. So what I had, I had a little journal um, where I would put pictures of, you know, my vision, my, instead of like a vision board, I had a vision journal, so I could take it with me, I could look at it on my lunch break, you know, kind of see where I was headed and where I was going, I would write on note cards, like what my affirmations were, so like, you know, I, you know, I am successful in my next interview, you know, employers want to hire me, Um, you know, I'm meant to to work at this company that I really wanted to work at, you know, all those things, just staying positive, repeating that morning and night, and then visualizing that stuff as well. 
I think having that vision of where you want to be, where you're going, and being able to look at that on a consistent basis is really important. Um, but mindset, too, I mean, it factors into a lot of different things. I think, you know, for me, once I started, you know, taking care of myself and getting healthy and like all that stuff, like that impacted my mindset for success, too, and set me up for a lot of opportunities as well. So, yeah, that's like that's like square one. It's really making sure you have the right mindset. Oh, that, that's great because I, I wanted to ask that because uh, it really helps. It goes a long way, right? It helps you with the process itself. Yes. Uh, so so maybe what we can do is we can go with your process. It looks like you have a formula in place, so maybe I would like to explore that. Uh, so you start with the mindset, then the introspection. So what, what comes next in your in your process? Yeah, and I can I can actually walk you through. I have a, a, a get unstuck system. If you want me to, I can kind of I can kind of walk you through that because we actually kind of talked about a lot of it. Like, um, so the unstuck you spells for understand you, and so that's really figuring out you know yourself. What are those things you do like? What are those things you do not like about your current career situation? Um, you know, it's taking a personality assessment. I don't know what, um, you know, your your listeners, what type of personality assessment they may have taken. I know the one that we do for our clients is a DISC, uh, but there's a lot of them out there. You know, Strength Finder is great, too, all those other ones. So really understanding yourself first. Um, and then the next step in our process is the N stands for Nail Your Mission, because it's all spells out unstuck. So the N stands for nail your mission, and that's really figuring out, you know, what your purpose is, what your values are, what is important to you, what's your why, you know, why, why do you want a new job? Like, what do you, why, what, what's going to make you happy? And so really figuring out what's important to you and why you get up every day and why you go to work. All that stuff is really important. Um, then the S stands for self-reflect. And so that's really thinking about one of the things we already talked about today, which is your interests. So what are those interests that you've had since you were a child? Um, it's also thinking about your motivations, like what motivates you in your job? Like what, you know, a lot of people, the people are different and you change too. Once you graduate college, it might be different 10 years later when you have a baby, you know, your motivations will change. So really making sure you know, like, what motivates you in the job right now? Is it flexibility? Is it money? Is it leadership? Is it teamwork? You know, all that stuff is really important to think about. I also always recommend figuring out what your ideal workday looks like. So by the, from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed, what does that ideal workday look like? If you could have any ideal workday, like, what would it be? Where would you work? You know, where would you eat your lunch? How would you com commute to work? Um, figuring that all out. So that's that's one of those things that I would visualize. I would put in your vision journal or your vision board. Like, what do you want in your ideal work day? And then the next step is really about targeting. So then, you know, we've come to a point where we can start targeting our job search to make it a lot more efficient. Um, really figuring out, like, what are those ideal companies for you? What are those ideal industries for you? What are those ideal jobs for you? And really figuring out, and this is all before we even update a resume, right? Like it's, it's making sure it's a targeted job search so that we know where we're headed once the resume does come into play. Um, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of resumes. I wait till the last minute to do that because I think it's just all this pre-work will make your resume so much better. Um, and then the U stands for uncover any issues. And so that's really figuring out, you know, is your ideal job a possibility? 
is it going to provide the required salary that you're going to need? You know, is it a possibility you should become an entrepreneur? That's something we talk a lot about as well, you know, giving you an assessment to figure out if becoming an entrepreneur might be the right path for you or might not, because it's not right for everyone, but it's something I never knew I, I would become an entrepreneur when I graduated from college, but I wish I would have had some sort of assessment Mm -hmm. to see that I had a lot of those those qualities that make a good entrepreneur too. So I challenge people on that because especially these days, it's, it's a lot easier um, to step into the business arena without putting a lot of capital investment in as well. And then the C stands for create your ideal career outline. And so at this point, you've done a ton of introspection, a ton of thinking. And so basically you combine everything that you know, we've talked about so far all the steps already and put it into one page. And so that one page has your motivations, your skills, your interests, your purpose. And that that's your one page that you have with you. And that way, when you have interviews, when it comes time to updating your resume, you really know what you're looking for and you have it handy. So you know how to share it during your interview. And that's kind of like your personal branding strategy as well. So you really, you know, come come to um, a decision on what you want your personal brand to be, because that's going to be something these days, you know, with social media, online, in person, you have to make sure that your personal brand is all connected. And so that's the step where we talk about that as well. And then the last step is really about kicking it into high gear. That's what the K stands for. And that's really about matching your goals with your networking abilities. And so your networking is really, really important here. And that's how you can kick it into high gear. That's how you can really figure out what that ideal career fit is for you. So I even recommend doing some networking before you actually submit your resume as well, because that's going to help you get a lot, a lot more clarity on the type of job that you really want. Um, I'm a huge fan of informational interviews and going to people you don't know, asking them questions, figuring out what their typical day is like. Does it match up with your ideal work day? Um, I did a lot of informational interviews when I was on the hunt to figure out what my ideal career was. And so that's something that I'm a huge fan of talking about and teaching about because it changed it changed my direction of my life, too. So that's that's in a nutshell, you know, kind of the whole get unstu- unstuck system. And a lot of the things I think that aren't taught, like you were saying, before you submit your resume. Anna, thanks for sharing that because uh, what I'm going to do, uh, it's very comprehensive and everything, there's a good logical process, as you mentioned. I'm going to summarize everything in a blog post when I submit this episode so so the readers can get more information. And what I'll also ask you towards the end is maybe uh, perhaps you have a link to what he just mentioned. I can connect it back to your blog so they can find out more about the process that you, the unstuck process that you just mentioned. For sure. Okay, so that that's, I mean, that is that is great. Uh, so you, it, it is all about really understanding where you want to do next, where you want to be next, what you want to do next. Um, so at this point, I you mentioned your resume is not something that is your favorite process, <laughs> but it is something that is that helps someone get the foot in the door. So I want to, transition into the the whole resume uh, piece of uh, job search um, so w- what are some of the tips that you would recommend uh, someone who's prepping up their resume okay 
Um, so as you can imagine, uh, from what I just covered, I, 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 instead of just updating your resume, there's a whole process that I have as well for really starting that whole, starting to update your resume. Um, so the first thing I think is really brainstorming. It's really figuring out, okay, who are you? What's your target? You know, where are you going after? Because we know, I, I'm sure you have had other guests online who tell you, that your resume needs to be very targeted for that job description. We're not going to just have one resume for like 20 jobs. So you really want to know who you are, what's your target, what's your goal, and then what makes you stand out and how do you want to be known? So that's why that whole Get Unstuck system is so important because now's your opportunity to stand out from the rest of the crowd and you have to really know what your personal brand is and what you want other people to know about you before starting that resume. Um, and then I think it's really important really to look at, you know, where you're targeting and where what those jobs are that you're going to want. Um, I think it's also important to come up with some work experience stories for your resume, which are, you know, really describing like what those challenges that you faced in your prior roles were and what are those actions you took to, you know, fix those challenges and then what were the actual results. So from my days of hiring, you know, way back in corporate, one of the biggest things that was always missing was the accomplishments on your resume. So your resume should not just be a list of tasks, tasks, tasks. You really need to make sure that your resume includes all of the accomplishments that you have had in your career so far. Um, and then I think it's just really important that you you show those results. You put the numbers in there, the percentages in there as much as possible. That's really what's going to help you stand apart from the rest of the candidates who are listing all your all the tasks, tasks, tasks. Um, and the summary section at the very top, um, that's I'm a huge fan of putting that summary section. You know, most some recruiters only have five seconds to look at that resume. So you have to make sure that most the most important part of your resume is at the very top that stands out. That's what, you know, you want to be known for right away. Um, and that's that's what I would focus on. I also know there's a couple areas that I like to send people to and to research you know, what type of jobs that they might like to get into. Um, there's one website, and I can email these you, to you after. It's onetonline.org, and there's mynextmove.org. Those are two great websites to do research on keywords um, for the career you want, to give you more detail on, you know, the knowledge, skills, and abilities that you need for those job descriptions. Um, but those, those are some great ways, I think, to get started. Yeah, th thanks uh, for sharing those because uh, one thing, one common theme, Anna, throughout this interview, I've come across uh, the process you recommend is very questions based rather than uh, it's it's all it's all about asking yourself the right questions: who you are, what do you want, what is your target. And I've also, in my personal experience, I found that when you ask the right questions, you're able to chart uh, a nice course in whatever you're doing. So. I, I just something I wanted to point out. So that's great. So it's very per it also personalizes yeah. the experience, right? Yeah, and it's really about digging deep too. I think that is that you nailed it because I think we could all go around in the careers we have right now or in a in the status quo area we're at. You know what I mean? But there's even me, even you, like all of us have like that next level that we want to get to or we we could get to if we put that work in and. And that introspection in too, it's not easy. Like, you know, this 
process is not easy. It's not overnight. Things do not happen overnight. Your dream job is not going to happen in a week. And so I think that is really important to really look, look deep and make sure that you are uncovering those, those things that could be hidden. Like maybe you're scared of what people are going to think, you know, something like that, but you know, it's the bright path for you. So really investigating those types of careers and that path, even you don't have to make the leap tomorrow, you know, but investigating what those passions are and what you get really excited about in the long run, you're going to be a lot happier. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so Anna, the next question is, so you got your resume and uh, the whole, then it targets, uh, once you target to the right company, you get an interview, you get a call back. They want to see you, they want to talk to you. So this is a, this is a nerve wracking process for many candidates, uh, even in the past, myself included. So during the interview, uh, what would you suggest some of the things that they can do to stand out? Mm. It's an interesting question because I would actually take it to uh, preparation of the interview. I don't think if you haven't prepared, if you haven't done anything before the interview at at the interview, you're you're out of luck. Like I, I put a huge emphasis on the preparation for your interview and really going through, you know, the most common interview questions. And I can link up, I have a blog post all about that, about the co- most commonly asked interview questions and, and getting yourself ready for those. So when I was back in college, one of the best uh, classes I had, it was a career development class. And she made us get up in front of the room. She made us prepare for uh, answering almost 25 interview questions. And we didn't know which question she was going to ask us, but she made us get it up in front of the room. And then she asked us one question out of these 25 possibilities. And that experience really taught me that no matter how you prepare, as long as you prepare for the most commonly asked questions, you know, the main questions, tell me about yourself, you know, what are your greatest strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your goals? The common questions and having you know, some, some examples ready of how you use those strengths, you know, how, how, you know, certain leadership aspects that you have had in your prior experiences, you know, results that you have done specifically in your prior experiences, having all that stuff ready, you'll be ready to answer any question. So whatever question that gets thrown at you, you will be ready if you've practiced, you know, those 10, 15 main interview questions. Um, if you're an introvert like me, I like writing them down. So I had this like Word document that, you know, had how I was going to answer all those questions. And I would just prepare those over and over again. Um, the key is like you just if you keep practicing this, they get interviews get easier as you go. You get a lot more confident. You know, you know, that anything that you're ready for, even if even if it's something you've never been asked before, at least you have this like library in your head of of possible examples you can provide and you'll be ready to go. So I think that's really one of the most important things. You know, I'm sure I'm sure you've had guests on that say like, oh, make sure you arrive early, you know, all those like necessary things, um, you know, dress the part, be prepared, firm handshake. Uh, but to me, that's not really how you're going to get the job. I think you're going to really get the job by being confident and having those answers prepared as much as possible before the interview. I agree with the the confidence piece and preparation and I've been on both sides I have looked for uh, I've applied and I've been as a candidate 
I've also been on the other side where I've interviewed candidates. And uh, you're totally correct. Uh, when someone comes in without any preparation, uh, whether it's questions about themselves or even the job they're applying for, it's a, it's a total disqualifier, mm-hmm. right? And confidence is very contagious. And no matter what position you're applying, if you are confident about yourself, uh, it, it catches on to the other person sitting across the table. So my personal experience, I think it's bang on. Uh, preparation and confidence are key. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And really being confident in, in who you are, too. I think that's really important, too, is how how you stand out from the rest of the candidates. And we all do in some way. There's some re- some reason that makes you, you know, more qualified than the other people. And so really thinking back and it goes back to asking yourself questions and the introspection thing, too. It's like digging deep, you know, like what was that experience that I had in a prior job that makes me qualified for this job right now. Like we have it, you have it, you know, there's something that you've done, but it might not pop into your head. You know, just thinking about it, you might really have to spend 30 minutes or an hour, or maybe you have to, you know, get yourself out of work or out of your house, go to a coffee shop or go somewhere that, you know, really inspires you like a museum and start journaling about that stuff. What makes you, you know, set apart from the other candidates? Um, I think the other thing that they're looking for is, you know, will this person fit with our culture too, you know, so you want to make sure that you've done investigating on them, seeing what their culture is, looking them up online, looking at their website, you know, really having an understanding, an understanding of what they are looking for is really important too. So that maps into the preparation piece as well. You have to know, you know, what their mission is, what they're all about. That's really what's going to impress them as well. And then just, you know, being ready to sell yourself and being ready to sell all those amazing qualities um, that make you you, you know, and that map that wraps right into the confidence piece that you were talking about. So now using your tips, someone has gone through the interview, they've really wowed the other person, they have won their confidence, they have secured uh, they move to the next step. They, they've secured the job offer. The company wants to hire the candidate. So what happens next? Uh, in terms, th- I think this is a this is the negotiation stage, right? Um, do you hear from your clients uh, this as a challenge, or is are most able to smoothly go through this process? Well, one of the most important things is before you even interview, before you even apply, you have a pretty good idea of what your salary requirements are. Um, so normally the my clients it's not too huge of an idea because we do have a good idea i mean you know usually when you're in a phone interview they'll ask you what your salary requirements are you know they'll kind of recruiters will make sure that they know what your salary requirements are in the beginning so that they know if if there's an even possible a possibility even if you give a range you know they're going to want to know because they want to know if there's a possibility of you even matching with what they can pay you because they don't want to go through a whole interview if, you know, your your requirements are 50000 more than they have in their budget. So I think that um, it's important before before you even start applying in the resumes that you know what your budget is, um, you know, you know, in in the place that you want to live in the place that you're applying for, like what what's your rent? You know, it goes back to that. Like, what do you actually need to make every month? you know, what is your salary, what is your salary need to be factoring in, you know, do a budget, you know, all that stuff, making sure that you know what you really need to get paid. Um, 
And then obviously, you know, you're going to want to raise that a little bit more. You want, you want, always want to start a little bit higher um, because usually there is some negotiation in there. But I think it's important to have done that before and be ready for it, even when you're ready for phone interviews in the beginning, because that question will be asked and you want to have the upper hand for sure. So by the time the interview comes, by the time, you know, they offer the job, um, unless, you know, I do have some clients who have multiple job offers that they're, you know, they have to make the decision on. And then I think it's, then you're in the driver's seat too, right? So then it's really figuring out what, which of the careers actually are the, is the best fit for you. And since, you know, hopefully you've done that understanding yourself in the beginning, that's a lot easier of a decision to make. Yeah, I think, uh, goes back, I think, uh, I, I'm noticing a, a trend here is you're very, very keen on making sure there's enough preparation done, right? <laughs> it's all about knowing, it's all about knowing everything about yourself so you're not caught off guard. Uh, I think we have all been in situations at one point in our careers where we go in, we do the interview, we don't even think about the negotiations piece. Mm. Uh, then you're caught off guard and you only have the one moment. So it's, it's good. The more you prepare, the, if there's a central team in this interview, the more you prepare, the more you know what you need, uh, the easier the process becomes. Yes. Yes. I didn't realize that I had such a big theme on that, but I guess it is true. It is true. I like how you analyzed, you know, all, my whole conversation here because that is true. I'm a big, big fan of the preparation. No, that's, no that, these are all great suggestions from the beginning to the end. Um, so we are coming towards the end of the podcast here. So Anna, I wanted to ask you, did we, is there anything before we conclude, are there, do you have any last words? I think the biggest thing is don't stay stuck. I mean, there's, you know, life is short and there's others, there's other opportunities out there for you. And I think that's one of the biggest things I realized is you know, how thankful I am that I just started making those baby steps, taking that imperfect action. And it's not easy. And it's you have to make the time. Time is very, very difficult to find. Um, but I'm so glad that that I did. And I didn't allow myself to just get, you know, depressed and stuck and not make that forward progress forward. And, um, you know, it takes a while, like I think I said, mentioned this before, it's not overnight. But just take keep taking those baby steps and that imperfect action. And, you know, doors will start opening. Your network will start expanding. You'll start meeting people that can help you get to certain places that you never would have expected. And and you just never know. You know, you never know what else is out there for you. So keep going forward. Yeah, thanks for the summary. I think and that's very inspiring as well. And, uh, and you mentioned that in your story at the beginning. Take baby steps. You never know where you might take you. Uh, so that's uh, that's a great uh, conclusion for our recording here. So Anna, I wanted to thank you. Uh, lots of great information, uh, like your process, your thought process, and also your methodology. Uh, I'm sure the audience listening to this also learned quite a lot from this interview. So we all appreciate your time. Oh yeah, this was fun. I love talking about this stuff. Thank you. Thank you, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Metis podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview with links to Anna's website. If you liked what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the Career Metis podcast on iTunes. If you enjoyed the episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really loved it, 
definitely go ahead and share this episode with your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmed, your host for the Korean Medicine Podcast. Thank you.